Welcome back, goddamn it, to another edition of Tell Me a Joke, the guy lying and chasing the dream. I'm your host, Benagel Menace Cosman. Say the whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. And today, goddammit, today got Mr. Chuckles on the on his on the right side of me, Mr. Hilarious himself. Uh the smooth, calm, and collective Dylan Gray. Hello, hello. How Thank you, you doing, for having dude? me. I'm so excited yes, to be here. Yes, sir. This is a beautiful house you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beautiful places, this is nice. The, you, 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 is it? How many people's here? We we got four people. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, me and two other comics. You saw yeah. D. Wallace is here as well. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, it's it definitely takes four of us to be here. I tell yeah. you that. Oh, the comedy. Is this so basically, this is just like living a comedy lifestyle. You know, you got some comics and all y'all chip in and, and rent a nice, a nice spacious spacious house this is this is good like so what is the vibe does everybody get along yeah we're pretty chill honestly um i feel like it's pretty neat too because especially me and d we're always out like doing mics and shit yeah. we're spending time together outside of comedy and everything um like you see the amps and stuff around right one of the roommates plays guitar plays bass oh He'll that's what's start going strumming and d will just freestyle sing rap oh, anything and that's it's fun. just a, it's that's a good a vibe, vibe immediately I'll just sit back and, and start recording or sip yeah. a drink or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, this, that, is, that is fun. That makes me miss the times. It's like, oh, I'm married and now I have a kid going away. Yeah, no more times like that unless unless the missus is okay with it. But I don't want to put it through that pressure most of the time because I understand. Like, when it, I remember those times, late nights and shit. And yeah, yeah, trying to get up morning. and work. Yeah. Oh my goodness! This is this is nice. So how long you been in comedy for? I've been doing, man. Next month will be ten months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going on a year. I think November is a year here. Oh, man. that's what's up, dude. That's you're fresh to it. I feel I feel like long in the tooth at this point because yeah. I'll sit back and you know I'll scroll through a notebook or I'll go through my audio notes and it's like oh secret group number 48 i'm like this is weird <laughs> oh you label label no i just it's my phone does the location so sometimes oh. it'll do you know sometimes it'll say i'm at a different address but i'm at secret but yeah. it's it just does the 48th recording here at secret group and then i'll label it if it's like you fucking murdered it on this, got, yeah. on this show yeah, 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 like, yeah. listen to this one again yeah um but yeah mostly it's just i'll, I'll scroll through it i'm like wow this feels like it's been longer but yeah. it's flying by that's what's up dude you live like when i saw you at the improv i was like oh so this is what it feels like to be in an actual club you know because that was my first time in there yeah and have you you've done the, that was no, your first time my well? first time there oh hell yeah, yeah. it was crazy i was losing my shit man yeah yeah oh man you 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 put on the persona as if like yeah, I got this. Like you, you have you have the attitude of like it's it's very it's very calm and collected, but like it, it's 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 strate- it seems strategically silly whenever you get to your point because you have your uh, your bits about family and your ex and all that, and it's just like oh this is fun. This is this this here when you look at that because I've been doing this for about. 11 years now so when you when you see somebody that's like you've only been doing it for 10 months but you seem very seasoned 
Like, you know exactly what you're doing, where you're going, how to get there, segues and whatnot. And I love seeing shit like that. Dude, I appreciate you saying that, honestly. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what to say because that, mean, that means so much. Um, like, I I would say to an extent, you could say I'm a student of the game or whatever. I always yeah. I, I grew up on it. Like, I've been around it for so long. Um, my parents were divorced when I grew up, and I just remember, like, being a child like five six years old my mom playing george lopez cds driving me to the town like to come see my dad and like thinking back on it now i'm like george is talking about like growing up with his single mom while i was growing up with my single mom and my mom was using that shit to cope and then now i use that shit to cope it's fucking weird that is dope yo yeah like i didn't she never even would when I started telling her I want to do stand up, it wasn't like, oh yeah, definitely you should go for it. It wasn't like she even has this this type of vision about it. Yeah. It's just comedy itself was healing or you know comfortable for. Her. Yeah. So it's like, damn, I've always had it around, and, you know, using it in school to deflect some bullies or whatever, yeah. you know, too, like yeah. shit like that. But, I, you know, being <laughs> being ten months in and you saying that to me feels great because, oh, yeah. you know, it's easy to look at your stuff, and listen to these. Secret group number 47s and be like, man, I ain't shit. Oh, my God, I'm nothing. It's a different animal out here in Texas, though, when it comes to actually uh, growing up in the scene. Like, because I've I've been to... uh, I started in New Orleans. So when I was... I felt I was ready. I was like, I need to go to the Mecca, which is either New York or L.A. At that time. At that time. And and, and I thought, because no one was here to tell me, like, oh, you don't need to do that. Just do you and be good at what you're doing. Nobody told me that. So in in my head, you know, like my group, my crew that I was rolling with, we all thought... I mean, not, I can't speak for everybody, but in my head, I was like, I need to go here mm. so this can happen this way. This is supposed to happen once I'm, I'm good enough for when I get here, people will see me and then, boom, I can excel from there. Uh, but it is, it was not that at all. It was not that at all. And I, and now when I think about, when I think back to it now, I realize that New York was a better place for me instead of L.A. LA it is it was a a different animal. I didn't I liked living there, but you know, ever since I've started my comedy career, I've had to I've had to kind of like get it on my own like so I've always been an electrician, so that's kind of like supported the the drive for it, but it, it got it it still gets expensive, yeah. you know, from time to time mm-hmm. and now there's more I guess more obstacles that I would have to to deal with just so I can be satisfied with doing stand-up. So this is where the poetry comes in because this this scene has a has a very big poetry scene. This this city has a very big poetry scene. And I started doing poetry in New Orleans, but it wasn't it didn't manifest into what it is now until like I I moved and started writing more out in LA. And that's when Besides just jokes, because L.A. is so different when it comes to fucking doing comedy and shit. Because, like, if you're not from there, then everybody's welcoming. Everybody's like, yeah, man, come on in. You know, and this is kind of what you'll see, like, the longer you do comedy. You're like, yeah, people, if you outside the fishbowl, cool, you're not in my water. All right, you're looking in. That's cool. I don't mind you looking in. Go ahead and look in all you want. But... When you move and you start to live 
amongst the other fish there, they, they, everybody's a beta. Everybody's a beta fish out there. And it's like, man, fuck you. I'm trying to do the same thing. Yeah, we're competing. Yeah. And, and, it, and I realized that it didn't, I didn't look at it like that in my head. I thought that since I visited before, like it would be the same as me visiting again. But once you tell people that you live there now, they're like, oh, you're going to be a problem. So let me make this hard for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there, there's so many mics out in L.A. And it's just so many different places that you can go to. But you're never knowing what's going to be lucrative or not. You know, and, and it made it made it difficult. Uh, it made it suck. It made it not fun. I met friends and shit out there. Like uh, one of my when I first went out there. Uh, kind of like a like going see a college campus and shit. So I went out there for a year, uh, a year before I actually, a year or two before I moved out to LA, and uh, I stayed with my my homegirl, uh, Punky Johnson. I stayed with her. She's on SNL now. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, cool. I, I saw what it was to go ahead and adventure out in that city, right. and, and then when I go live there, I'm like, oh, this is, this is not what. I was getting before mm-hmm. now it's now it's like oh you you look like you you just one of the regular people now and out in la it was i um their way of doing things is not like texas or fucking louisiana like their way of doing things is like if they can take something from you they will <laughs> and i was i don't i didn't give a fuck for any of that yeah. that's not how i was no. raising this comedy <laughs> scene no, yeah. not at all <laughs> yeah. That would be so uncomfortable for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. Right. People right. are choosing to be here? Yeah. You want to be a part of this? Right. And I'm like, yo, okay. Okay, I get it. And, like, seeing most of the people out there coming to Texas, I'm like, okay, this is, it's a bit different. The community is more, uh, it's more knit tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you do, you don't, you don't really see clicks or anything, which I'm, I, I, I I'm not as versed in the scene to be able to know if there are clicks or whatnot. But I see the people who go up the most and who is actually doing their thing. And to see that like people are actually progressing from where they're at, it makes me very upset. Not <laughs> not not saying that I'm hating or anything. Yeah. It's just that I didn't get that uh-huh. in New Orleans. Like we right. don't we don't have clubs in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So basically we just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. And it's like an insanity. We don't we do, we don't think it's gonna get anywhere unless you really get seen. Right. But it, it, it when I go other places it's like damn it feels like I've I've wasted my time in this area just because I don't feel as if this is progressing. Like I've gotten really good, but the, it, it, the progression doesn't show because I'm still just doing these open mics and such. I mean, I feel, I feel like just because you're in the same area grinding for a long time, doesn't necessarily mean that it was a waste of time. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, you know, you got better being there. Yeah. It's not like you were wasting your time. If you're going up once a week and not even trying to do shit, then maybe you're wasting your time. But I have a feeling you're probably hustling a little harder than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This. And you're trying to make it happen. But, like, you know, eventually, maybe you do just have to venture out. Like, if you're from a, a different part of town or a different, like, a state in general, I've never been outside the state of Texas. I've always lived here my whole uh-huh. life. So, like, or I've, I've driven through, but I've never, <laughs> I've never been anywhere for, like, more than a night. Yeah. Um, I've never performed anywhere. I've never been where, anywhere as an adult. 
So I don't have any frame of reference for like, oh, how hard is it in like Tulsa, Oklahoma yeah. to be a funny comic? You know, maybe they have three mics a week that they have to just go to every night. And it takes them like longer because they decided they weren't going to move out yeah. until five years in, you know. And it's like you weren't wasting your time if you're going up and working. Yeah. You know, and maybe you have a lot of great, not local references, but a lot of uh, stories about the shit that you went through sucking fucking dick at yeah. open mic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, like you went through a lot of shit and now it's gonna, you know, make it a little there's a fire under your ass maybe, you mm-hmm. know, when you move out here or anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that basically what it was. And uh like I was like, okay, I need cause when I moved out of LA, uh I stayed out in LA for for about a year. And so I've been out here for three years. So I was here before the pandemic started. I left LA right as it started to pick up. And I was like, but I have a good sense of, uh, I, I can read energy pretty well. And which I think it just comes with all comics. As, as a comic, you, you're able to pick up certain feelings and shit. And towards the end of me being out there, like people could see it in my face. It's like, how oh, you don't look, you don't look happy. I'm like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. It, it was it was difficult. Like uh the shit just started going downhill after a while. Like uh I had to buy a new car, but I didn't have money to buy a new car. So the job that I was working with, the electrical job that they bought me a car and it was like, Here you go, come get to work because we like you. I'm like, Oh hey, cool. And uh I I bought the wrong car. Uh, I I bought a car that uh I probably should have uh, weighed out my options a little more you know i probably should have uh did a little more research mm-hmm. in- instead of just being like first person that came by with a stick shift i'm buying it yeah uh it should have dawned on me when the uh, the guy gave me the titles when his hand was shaking mm-hmm. and i was like oh, you look like you're making a nervous deal sir mm-hmm. and yeah it, it was because basically he had a blown gasket it was a blown gasket and it only uh, it was a five cylinder only four of them worked and uh everything was hilly everything had a hill and i'm like i can only go 30 yeah. you know so i'm putt putting on the side just trying to get the mics and shit and the mics that i would go to they weren't worth it mm-hmm. for me they weren't worth it most of the time especially like kill tony and shit trying to fucking put your number put your hand in a put your name in a potluck yeah you know, 300 000 people exactly yeah. and i'm like well fuck it took me it took me almost an hour to get here because I'm putting 30. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm putting going around 30. And if I can't get up nowhere, this will be a worthless day. Like, but like it, it takes me so long to get places. And I'm like, ah, this this isn't going to work. So what was giving me the fix was poetry. Mm-hmm. And as I was writing poetry, like the comedy portion of the poetry came in New Orleans. I, mean, I didn't think that was going to do anything. I was just like, well, this is how I feel about this person. So let me talk about it and write about this person. And so I did. And I was like, oh, I got a good reception from it. So I was like, fuck it. Let's let's keep going. Let's mm-hmm. see where this takes me. And eventually that right there, I realized I'm like, oh, this makes me stand out anywhere I go just because it's different. This is and unique. I, yeah. I never, I never want to be like other people because... Is when you get out to LA, that you see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, I tell people that it's the uh, the little planktons that follow that other little plankton on SpongeBob, the little the little green guys that look like pickles. 
Yeah. The little anchovy guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those little fuckers. Uh-huh. And like Punky was my Punky still she was still cool, but mm-hmm. when I was out there, I noticed that, you know, she was the one and then you had everybody else that was just yes man and around her. And I'm like, Ugh, why y'all y'all don't have the same drive that I have? It could still be real with people. Yeah. I have a real relationship with people. I, yeah, and I didn't I didn't understand that. I'm like, what what this is really fake. Like this here, like no matter, regardless. I, I remember there was one time uh I ran into Punky and uh they had he's like a lackey or something. I don't know. He would be the go getter guy. Like he's a comic himself, but he wouldn't go up. He would just be like, Oh, you want some water? Let me give you some water. Yeah. Like, bitch, why aren't you out here at the mics with me? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you, why are you being her secretary? Like, I don't. This doesn't make weird. sense to me. Yeah, and you know when she put it, she was like, "Why don't y'all go out and do some mics or something like that? Like, why the fuck y'all always follow me around and shit?" And I was like, "Yeah, why are they always following you around? Like, I've I've only been out here for so many for so long. Like, this is weird as fuck to me. Like, it it doesn't seem genuine. It seems like motherfuckers are which which most of them were." Most of them were being real fake. And I I could, like, being in the crowd, you can kind of read that shit. And it's like, oh, no, I don't I don't want no parts of this. No, yeah. Yeah. So most most of my most of my dilly-dallying was, like, with poetry. And that mm. that's what made me feel good. Because they had a, which, which fucking really sunk in my head is uh, uh, the L.A. Poetry, uh, L.A. Poetry Lounge. The Poetry Lounge out in L.A., basically. Uh, their little spot that they had, you had to get there early. Uh, there's a line around the corner just to sign up. It's five dollars to to sign up, and you gotta hope that you can get on the mic. And this was a place where Ed Sheridan was found. Like he used to come to this poetry place and play his little acoustics and shit. And people were like, oh, and it was it's dope because like you you there's so many people here and you just sometimes you can be in a round and everybody's just sitting around you and shit and uh, I actually went up and I did a few competitions but I was just I just want to recite my poems mm-hmm. that's it and people were like yo bitch I like that that's different and then just kind of progressed from there and it made me feel good mm-hmm. so I'm like fuck that let's just keep doing this then and then that just kind of like transferred itself to down here to Texas where the poetry scene is is much more put together uh, more knit tight and like they're actually doing shit. It's moving like a comedy scene, mm-hmm. but it's not comedy. But that's what I come to do. You know, I still got regular poems and shit to where people are like, oh, nigga, that's, that's thought provoking. That's cool. But when I come out talking about I'll make sweet love to your grandma, like everybody's like, what is Ooh, happening what? right now? Yeah. yeah. And so that 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 excites me. You know, but it's it's a it's a learning process everywhere I go. And I hate that it takes long. You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> me and D talk about this all the time. We're like, man, I just want to be somewhere, but I know I have to work more. <laughs> yeah. I gotta work a lot more. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to. I want to tell more jokes, but I only have twelve minutes. Yeah, the f- <laughs> yeah I've uh, man. Um, it's a funny thing you say that because uh, when we first started out, have you have you been to a mic to where you just got um, your you got a host that's just like. Hey, you got it. 
and it would just leave you on stage? No, I yeah. mean, I've had someone let me go long for a while, but never direct, never like, you got it. They just didn't show back up. Like, yeah, the, the, yeah maybe seven minutes, eight minutes on a five minute or something. Yeah. Mike, oh. but nothing crazy. Well, shout out Jackie Jenkins Jr. Because <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the one that got us ready for the trenches, basically. Like every Friday. Yeah. Every Friday was we, Friday and it, some, uh, it also moved to Saturdays, but at La Week Comedy Theater, uh, at La Nuit Theater, we it was a place where Joy Diaz and Robin Williams performed at in New Orleans, and I was like, oh, I need to come here. So when I found this place, he would be a person that would be like, hey, man, I like what you're doing. Go ahead. It's your turn. You getting up. Like, we, we understood where we was going. You know, he'd be, all right, you, your turn, and then I'm going to put him up, and I'm going to put him up. Like, all right, cool. And so we would go out, depending on who was up, we will go out in the front. We'd be able to watch through the window. We'd go out in the front, and we would smoke. And we would smoke, and we we would see and listen to see if the person on stage was doing okay. And usually, if they're doing all right, he'd just let them go. And you'd be up there for twelve minutes, fifteen minutes before he'll come get you. And we are fresh to it, yeah. like maybe a year in, mm-hmm. maybe. And but this this right here, that that right there, built up our chops though. Yeah. Just just so be like, well, I don't, I don't got fifteen. But I can go ahead and stretch it if you need it, mm-hmm. you know. And he wouldn't tell you how long you were doing. So it's just like a fucking, Feeling like a, out. yeah, like a dance, see what makes people laugh, see how you're going to be get up there. And that there, that really prepared me for being able to go right. Oh, man, almost everything is, everything I talk about right now is just some form of real life event. Mm-hmm. that I'll put a twist on or, I'll, you know, I'll try to add a joke here or there on just a fully true story. Um, so unintentionally, but intentionally, it feels like it's stuff that I want to be relatable. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, this is what, well, this is what it was like to get through my day. Or this is what it's like now. I don't live with my ex-girlfriend. I live with three dude roommates. Yeah. Like, it gets uncomfortable. You got to turn your Bluetooth off when you go to bed at night. Like, there's, <laughs> it's weird. Wait, uh, wait, what's up with the Bluetooth? I mean, there's speakers all around the house. People got, you know, we play music, we do whatever. Oh. You know, sometimes you go to bed and it's been a bad day and you shouldn't be watching something that you're watching. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and it just syncs up to the Bluetooth. <laughs> I mean, it could, hypothetically. That's all. <laughs> hypothetically, it could, I guess, maybe. That's all right. I can understand that. Yeah. That's, I mean, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> This is a it's a comics house. Oh, like yeah. this is this is the comfortability that I feel. I'm like, oh bitch, don't let it don't let it rub off on you because this <laughs> this takes me back to the good old days. I mean, yeah, like, you oh, shit. Four overflowing trash cans, uh, <laughs> seventeen half drank water bottles, <laughs> a fucking Ralph Barboza signed poster, yeah, an iron board, and a fucking Tom Segura right on top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I like my Latinos. Hold on, Carl. Oh, this is that's that's all. Oh, and that's him being a uh, G. Uh, mm-hmm. B. Garth Brooks. Let's get physical. I like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, dude. Like this is it, the the comfortability here is is just off the charts, and I I, I fucking love it. Like, where do you where do you uh, where would you like to see yourself? Oh man, I want. I I try to think uh, short term. You know, I got long term dreams, but I got short term goals. Mm. And I would say in the next year or so, I just want to start performing outside of town. You know, yeah. anywhere. I've gone to Kima once, 
Um, but I don't think I've performed outside of town other than that. And I just want to, you know, I don't really care about the money as much as just like getting out on new stages, meeting mm-hmm. new people. Like, I know, you know, I'm going to have to spend gas money to fucking go somewhere and I right. probably might make 10 bucks to go somewhere. But right. I just want to make new acquaintances, meet new people, meet new comics, network and tra- network travel. Like I, my whole my real like goal in life is just like travel with my time. Like mm. uh, if I was just rich tomorrow, I'd be traveling every day. So yeah. the idea of like, hey, I could go tell jokes in different cities or different states and try like drive there, enjoy my time, sightsee, and then tell jokes that night and like make people feel good. Yeah. All right, cool. Can I get a burger for free? <laughs> <laughs> I got fed. I got to see some cool shit. I got to meet some people. Hell and they'll yeah. pass out a sticker with my Instagram on it. Tell Do you people have stickers? The, no, I'm trying to. <sighs> Yeah. I'm thinking about a couple. I've been in it way too long to say I don't really have much of shit. I used to have like cards and all that, but that don't. That, those cards don't really do much. It's like, oh, you know, you gave somebody some trash. Yeah. Good job. I, yeah. I think about that too. I'm like, man, if anything, like, okay, you had a good show. You just stand out there and offer them, hey, donation based, and it's got your little Instagram handle and a mm. joke on it or something. Yeah. You know? Break my heart, not my lease, you know, whatever. <laughs> Hey, follow me. If you like it, donations. It's okay. If you don't want to pay nothing, that's all right. Donations. Right. But yeah, it is definitely a piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't get around that. If they're not putting it on their laptop or their fucking school binder, why is there a school kid here in my comedy show? <laughs> like, where do you put stickers? Where? The fuck? On your Xbox? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Your laptop or some shit. Yeah. Like, I've. Uh... So, what would you say that, that uh, George Lopez was like the guy that that you were kind of like focused no i wouldn't say focused on but was that the guy that like brought comedy to you like is that when you realize comedy is when you listen to george lopez yeah i would say for the first time for sure um young it was george lopez is the earliest i can remember but also fluffy i saw fluffy's like first comedy central special um fucking anthony jeselnik was big when i was young i was watching the roast so i was seeing um i was seeing I can't fucking uh, Greg, uh, Greg Giraldo oh, okay. was huge like back then. Uh, Mitch yeah. Hedberg. I was on like Pandora Radio, so I was hearing nice. a lot of these older things that were before I was either even born for a lot of it. Yeah, but I was just discovering these people uh, just slowly as I grew from like those six year old times with George Lopez up to like ten years old. Mm. I'm on Pandora Radio, kind of getting my own taste for yeah. for new shit. That's probably when it's Jessel Nick and Roast and stuff like that. Yeah, I was a big Raw Dog fan on XM. Yeah. And so that's what really, that's where I really started listening to more and more comedy. But that was after, like, I've already became a comedian. Like, but in T. Oh, shit, dude. You, you, I'm nine years old watching The Vicious Circle. Yeah. Oh, and Infinity Times. Yeah. I remember in the pandemic, I had my best friend over, and he had never seen it. He didn't know who Dane Cook oh. even was. And I was just watching it again like it was the first time. I was like... Yeah, look, wait, watch, watch this, this part. part. Yeah, hell yeah. So there's this joke about the Bible. <laughs> uh, you know, like, whatever. Like, holy shit, dude. Dane fucking murdered... Dane blew my mind when yes. I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know... Like, comedy didn't dawn on me until Dane came to my space, and I was like... Wait, what the fuck? It just his descriptions and and how how emotional, like how how you can just act out everything and just 
contort his body yep. into the, the whatever. I was like, yo, uh, premium blend is when I first seen him, and he did this. He did that fucking uh, aliens fucking mouth. Like I was like, yo, I see the alien, yo. And he's like, oh, and he's all wet. And shit. I'm like, what the? You're fuck making is me see yes. it. Like, and you were just. I fucking that that was right there, my whole like when as soon as he came out with uh, I don't I don't even know the album I I forget the album but what year about uh two thousand four okay. two thousand five yeah um two thousand seven it's not vicious circle it's not the one where he's in the round uh it's no. right before that I can't think of that was the fuck rough around called. the edges when he's in the round and rough around the edges I just watched a twenty minute documentary on him the other day. And of uh, the 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 rise and fall of Dane Cook, basically. So his whole story, like as his whole little story was going on, as he was living, as I discovered him from MySpace, you know, fucking shoes and the Kool Aid Man and shit like that. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is dope. Oh, this is funny. The descriptions are amazing. And then you you learn that. Oh, he has similar jokes to like Louis C.K. and other people. And I'm like, no, 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 no. In my head, because, you know, that's the word. Like in the beginning, that was the thing I was talking about. I was like, no, not joke thieves is not the way to go. But then when you hear about it, and it's like, God damn it. Should I? I'm not going to stop liking him or anything like that. But it's just in my head. It's like, no, man, not not dang. It couldn't be. You know, and and the, the whole time when I would listen, I'm like, man, them, them jokes is fucking similar. But Louis C.K. did have a good take on it. Uh, I forget the name that he called it, but it was something to where, you know, uh, you probably could have heard it. And so you, oh, yeah, you made a it term. a yeah, yeah, you've made it a memory yourself. So you thought that you and I have. I think I have ran into some thoughts like that before like I, where did this come from yeah you know i've i tell people this sometimes i've uh i remember a long 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 time ago when uh volkswagen beetles just became uh they they switched up the body style of them and they kept the dome but they made it more modern mm-hmm. and there was like giveaways and fucking prizes and shit when they came out because it was something new just to get people attracted to Volkswagen Beetles again. And basically, I think Roseanne was on or something like that. Or or the Ricky Lake show or some shit. And I'm I, I'm I'm I believe I'm half asleep on the sofa or I think I'm watching Ricky Lake. I'm not sure. But I know when it went to a commercial, they had a commercial saying that we are we're giving away a Volkswagen Beetle, basically. But for you to win this Volkswagen Beetle, you have to find, I say it's a roach. They might have said a beetle. I'm still not sure. But there was like, if you find a roach and you flip it over and it has a barcode under its belly, then you have won. <laughs> oh, See, you're laughing because it sounds hella ridiculous. <laughs> And every time I bring it up, I'm like, nigga, this is, this is fucking ridiculous, dude. You can't keep telling people this. And I swear, son. I swear. I think you're lying. I think Dane Cook saw this video. <laughs> <laughs> Dane Cook saw the commercial on a Wrecking League show. 
And I'm like, how did this get in my head? And why is it a thing? And I, I, I try to run with it. I try to be as honest when I say about it. I'm like, man, I swear. And it wasn't a dream because I still, I don't know. It had but to be real. It had to be real. But you just think, how, what type of... What type of feasibility would it be to fucking just walk outside, pick up a roach, and be like, oh, it's got a barcode on it? You know how I many fucking insects is out there? Like, at what general area would this roach be in? Like, there's so many places that. There's a roach in a Ziploc outside of one school. <laughs> see? See? Now, see, when you when you sit in planting it, yeah. ah. It's a real roach. It's a real, you got to find a moving ass roach. Yeah, I'm over here kicking roaches and shit. It's like you got to conquer your fear, number one. Pick up the roach. <laughs> just outside telling him, what you doing, guy? You know what? Shut up. Let me just, let me dream. Where's your helmet, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't so know funny. if I've never heard anything. I've even tried to Google this, and I'm like, no, I don't think <laughs> I don't think this was a thing ever. I don't want it in my search history. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't dumb. even look it up anymore. I'm like, no, nah, you know what? I don't. This wasn't a thing. Don't tell people that no more, Kyle. I'm like, man, fuck what you talking about? This, this, this had to be something. It's the angel know. and the devil on your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to be honest with myself. Ain't no honesty there. It's like you've been you've been lying. Your brain told tricks on you. I'm like, man, all right, but. <laughs> See, those are the thoughts and those are the, the things that pop in my head. So whenever that happened with Dane, I'm like, but that's my icon. That's yeah. my idol. Like, you know, so do you, you, who do you, who do you like now? Who do you like really like to, I guess, whose stand up do you, does focus, uh, stands out to you more now? I can honestly say like in the last year or year and a half. I haven't watched a special oh, yeah. or like a full hour of anyone, but the people that I've seen the most time of and like really enjoyed, I've loved Tom Segura for quite a while, but yeah. homeboy over here, Ralph, I've yeah. seen like six times most of the show, like six times in the last year and dude is killing it right now. Like just yeah. the delivery, like I... The jokes are great, but the way he can entice you into the story and then yeah. just be like, kind of like crafty, sneaky, cute, silly guy, like, yeah. haha, I'm just being me, young, silly guy up here. Like, the crowd is in on every fucking story. Like, it's hard to not uh, just be absorbed into it when he's fucking right. going on. I uh, I think it comes to hater in me. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I, whenever somebody says oh you need to check this out oh you need to check that out kind of like Game of Thrones came out mm -hmm. everybody was like oh man Game of Thrones is the shit you I need to watch it. Game of Thrones I'm like man alright since you're saying I gotta watch it I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna do it, it I'm gonna just get on the well a little bit yeah and I'm like you, you're ruining it yeah. for me like everybody's like oh it's you know and I got it I'm living I'm putting it up to a certain standard yeah. and shit but I'm also gonna judge it harshly I feel and I'm like god damn it so I just I haven't listened to anything that ralph has done i lucked out on that and uh i got to see him live before i'd ever even heard like I, someone was like oh have you heard of this guy he's young and up and coming like he's a good guy because mm. uh, they saw he was coming to a show it's like oh no i have it he was opening or co-headlining a show and i got to see him live before i ever heard anything <sighs> so seeing you know obviously seeing a performance live is just so much yeah. different than listening or watching a video and he fucking murdered the first weekend i saw him and back then it was like he was talking to us for hours after the show like yeah i'm still cutting hair part-time 
Like, yeah. I'm still working two jobs and I'm staying at home still, all this stuff. It was before he blew up. So I really lucked out on that part of it because I'm the same up. kind of way of if a lot of people are telling me to listen to a podcast or, you know, listen to an album or fucking watch some movie, I'm not necessarily going to jump to it. Yeah, I can't. Know? I'm like now because, you know, even though this is what you like, you you're on a different spectrum than I am. Yeah. I don't. You know, so Absolutely. for me to just to try to jump into it and be like, oh, yeah, this is what it was. It doesn't feel genuine to me. I want to genuinely sure. just kind of like fall into stand up. Absolutely. Oh, I'm scrolling Netflix and I found someone I've never seen before. Yeah. Oh, let me throw it on. Like, uh, that's what was beautiful about Pandora Radio back then. Yeah. Is they're just throwing on Mitch Hedberg, uh, Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. Anthony Justin, like Bill Burr, fucking Patrice O'Neill. Like every Greg Giraldo, all these people, uh, fucking, I was getting like Nick Thune and Dimitri Martin. I liked the guitar comics for a while. Like I, yeah. I love fucking Bo Burnham, dude. Like Bo oh. Burnham is one of my favorite performers one, of all time. He was the reason. Uh, he's the reason there. There's certain things I wrote. Certain things should be just because of him. Like his last, his pandemic special that he had. Work of art, <laughs> man. I, I, I started to want to do something like that but i'm like oh no this is i don't have the means to be able to do this <laughs> like i i can't do this what he did here which was amazing because he's uh he's really good at being able to capture things himself he has the camera equipment he has everything that he needs because he also plays uh instruments and shit and i'm like fuck I, I can't it's a lot that you're doing yeah me in in my head um he he's another person that that is in the realm of like comedy poetry, but he puts yeah. music to behind his thing. So I'm like, okay, okay, this is this is nice. Have you seen him actually do just regular poetry though? Because he has he has comedic <sighs> poetry as well, but he wrote no. a, a full book of poems. No. Yeah, he, in one of the specials, I believe it was reading poems from my book. It's an yeah. empty, empty book, of course. Uh, but there's jokes at the end of the book. Yeah. Or at the end of the at the end of the poem. But the Egghead book is just like legit poems, and the stuff where he's so good at crafting the and self-shooting in this last special mm -hmm. uh, partially comes from he literally like syncs writes creates and orchestrates all the lighting and all of yeah. the music for all of the specials already so it's like he's oh for literally the show he sets it all up like he cues the lights for the right time he cues the music to drop when he's like talking to himself in previous specials like yeah. through the robot voice and shit he says he says that whole thing set up and then he just has like a guy in the back fucking there like all right Yo. you're gonna you're gonna be there and make sure it all goes and he's he fucking cues he's been doing that shit he i started watching him in 2007 on mm -hmm. youtube like i grew up on youtube so heavily yeah i was seeing him when he was like 15 16 in his bedroom making just songs on youtube singing to the yeah. fucking computer so like this guy i'm just amazed that the talent and like the entrepreneurship of i'm a fucking little creative kid yeah now by the time he was 18 he's like the star of youtube and then after that he got on with mtv like he had his own little um fake docuseries reality show that he was shooting yeah man i i did man just There's so much yeah it, it makes my brain hurt when I I think, like you made my brain hurt even more just now just so knowing talented. that he does all that himself because i'm like all right i want to do this all myself too and i got i've i, I, I during my time, I bought cameras, I bought gimbals and shit, and I realized, bitch, I got a whole gimbal for a DSLR, and I'm like, how I'm going to gimbal myself? I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just standing in a mirror. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what oh, the fuck? Oh, I never thought of that. That's so funny. <laughs> God damn it. 
Det er god for i pause, så jeg kan pikke på. Ja, 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 Big bathroom breakover. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, comedy. You know? <laughs> oh, that's that's good. That's since we're still still talking about people. Um uh my guy that I've been I've been fucking following hard ever since fucking Ali Sadiq. Mr. Oh, Mexican yeah. got on boots. And from then from when I've seen him on This Is Not Happening, it's just from there, like I'm 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 all invested. Like I, I want people to be invested in me like that. And I'm I'm like it it changed my demeanor of how I approach comedy now, just because how he does it. Like I, I seen him uh in Alabama I no. He I forget where I saw him at. Regard it was in LA. I saw him out in LA. My ex came out to L.A. and she took me to fucking Ali Sadiq's show. Amazing. This motherfucker came down with a comfortable chair. He sat in the chair the entire time. He was like, this is what I do. He was like, all right. Whenever y'all ready. I was like, get the fuck out. The confidence. Oh, my God. Full of confidence. I love it. And then after the show, which made it even better, like I stopped to the side and I was like, hey, man, thank you for, you know, yada, yada. I just wanted to, you know, thank him and be like, man, I'm a comic. I do this. He was like, hey, hold on. Stay stay right here for a second. And he let everybody come through. He shook everybody's hand, said hey to everybody. And then he turned to me and was like, man, what's up, little man? I was like, get the fuck out of here. I can't. Oh, my God. All right, so and then we we started chatting, we yeah. started chopping it up for about a good ten to fifteen minutes after the show, and you know, you just finished your show, you didn't mm-hmm. have to do any of this shit, and for him to stop and and fucking acknowledge me, absolutely, I was like, oh nigga, I'm I'm all over it now. Yeah. This is this is what I want. I, I love this. I was a this. fan, but now I'm in love with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, okay, this is, and so him uh, blowing up. Uh, fucking mark norman yeah oh my god like to see his special from soup to nuts i knew exactly what was going because he's a he's a joke joke guy yeah he's a setup punch type of person in which is i'm i'm not not i'm not a mitch hedberg i'm not a setup punch type of i love it i love talented people that can do it but i can't do it i cannot do that Mm -mm. i cannot my brain works differently and say his brain works that way to see him on you on uh netflix and to deliver his style of comedy, because I knew exactly where it was going, because he's from New Orleans, yeah. you know, him and Theo Vaughn. So, like, for him to go on stage and to do his shit, I'm like, ooh, bitch, motherfuckers gonna be mad. Motherfuckers gonna be mad, because you say shit, and they do not like it. Now, I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's great jokes, but it's so... it. It, towards the end, I was like, oh, here it is. It kicks into high gear, and it goes real dark. And I'm like, oh, yes. Give it to him, Mark. Give it to him. And I'm like, and you know, you, you see his ratings. They must have they watched the whole special because you see it. Uh, uh, take the jokes. Uh, they can't take the jokes. And, I, and motherfuckers, that, that actually shit. Yeah. And so that shit, that shit, I love that. I love that, and I love that it's actually, we're getting to see it more. You know, and it's a fight. It's amazing. Uh, it makes me want to sit down and write, but it makes me write more comedy poetry. That because I'm like, all right, I can't do this, but I can do this, and this is different. And as long as I can be a comic poetically, like 
it makes me feel like I, I've got a leg up. Yeah. You know, I just got to keep writing because that shit is not easy. Oh, I bet not, yeah. It, it hurts my brain sometimes. I'm like, just the same way we're talking set up punch, like comedy poetry is not how my brain works. I'm sure there's like, you could teach me like a rhythm to get into of like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you could try it. But it's, I'm, I'm like honored and excited when I get to see you do your shit because I'm like, oh, this is fucking really cool. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> neat. You, I'm like, oh man, my this is what? <laughs> how, did, how does this just flow so nicely? It, it, it took a lot of time. Yeah. It took a lot of time. I've been doing that for like four years, five years now. So it took a lot of trial and error. I realized that I cannot do a whole show, a whole comedy show like that. That does not work. That does not work because it's like just 20 minutes or whatnot of me just rhyming. And he was like, all right, yo, you know what? Ah, no, this is just this, getting weird. Yeah, it's just too much. It's 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 clever, but it's it's way too much. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's no breaks or pauses in between. And so I, I realized that I really had to treat that like a comic and approach it like a comic instead of approaching it like I'm some type of poet or I'm some type of rap artist. Yeah. No, I, I take it down and I take my beats and that's that's what taught me how to pause. Like, because I'm always... But doing the poetry on... student comedy poetry on stage now, I'm like, oh, nigga, I need to slow down because people either... I'm going to get a big laugh and I'm going to... And I, the, the laugh is going to overpower what I'm saying next. So I've had to learn to... Take that laugh in and give a look or some shit and then go back into the next stanza. Because if not, you know, motherfuckers are like, what the fuck were you saying? Oh, yeah, I missed the chunk that I needed to yeah. hear. Yeah, I've, uh, a few weeks ago, I just did a, a show with Sean Weiss, the Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it, it was. He's fuck? he's different. Yeah, I bet, I bet he's different yeah. since then, huh? Yeah, and that's one of the things that he told me. He was like, "Dude, that shit's amazing what you did, but you know, maybe you could slow it down a bit." There's some things that I just, you know, I've been everywhere, so there's something I just couldn't get. But man, that shit's awesome. I was like, "Thank you." Yeah, like I've been, advice. I've been told that ever since I've started comedy to slow it down and in my head it never sounds fast it just sounds like let me get these words out yeah. you know but now that i think about it more like how do you feel about pauses dude i swear to god i'm sitting here grinning so hard because right before that set at the improv mm-hmm. uh, i was at an open mic and there were four people at the at the in the crowd <sighs> and will loden walks in i think pretty sure you know yeah. will yeah one of my favorite guys in town he's so funny so funny so sweet good guy good guy he he tells me he knows i'm going up the next day at improv he's like hey don't worry about this shit tomorrow when you go up just pause wait a little longer you have funny jokes just take a little pause and i never have paused or waited on a joke as much as i did on that performance and it just it worked so well for so like a few moments i was like oh Thanks, Will. I'm in. I'm on the stage. Like, thanks, Will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, forget what to say next. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> but a few of those moments, I was sitting there like literally tearing up because it means so much to be like, oh, I'm performing at the Houston Improv, um, and you know, being not that long into the game, and and it just being, you know, you know, sacrifices you make like from work and stuff, where it's like, oh, I'm missing so many mics and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I'm like, ah, oh, where. 
you need these big payoff moments. So yeah. for to get the to get the booking to do well, for the advice to come right there at the right time from Will, just take take some more pauses. Yeah, go a little slower. Cause I'm when I get up there, sometimes I don't feel like I'm speeding through a set. Yeah. But you look up at the clock and you got, you know, a, a couple minutes left and you feel like, oh, that was the stuff I was working. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was all I, I was trying to work today. I, I myself, when uh, I was up there, I had, you know, the seven minutes and I was like, OK, cool. I can do I don't have to take this out, but this should still work. I should be all right with it. And then I, I realized that I went a little. Well, I didn't go slow. It was just the fact that. Uh, the things that occurred in the the crowd timing off, mm -hmm. so I, I kind of rushed. Don't go over time. Make sure you don't go over time. When time ain't nobody gonna give you a light. I'm like, oh nigga, I ain't never did that before. Yeah. Like, who ain't not gonna give me a light? I know. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, be diligent of you know your time, but also, also don't forget that you know you do need to slow down and take your pauses. And so. Hold on. It should be all right. And so I'm like, all right, this is, I guess. But then when I saw the time coming up, I'm like, mm, shit. I hope I don't get in. I hope I don't get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. But all right, and I hurried and rushed out of the rest of it. But it still, it still made its pop like it, like it should have. So I'm like, okay, okay, this is cool. But it was. It, um, I would like to go back. Yeah. I, but it is. It is nerve wracking. Yeah, 100%. it is nerve wracking. I was yeah. literally just stretching for like ten minutes. I was I was like in the bar touching my toes and like yeah. doing the twist <laughs> and shit. Just like ah oh, fuck, I'm up next. I'm up next. And uh, I grabbed a drink like a little earlier than I felt like I should have. Oh. So I was worried about it. I was stressing out like oh man, it was just like one drink, but why am I feeling it? <laughs> Is it because I'm uh, nervous? Yeah. You know, whatever. And then, again, they start playing the music and call my name, and I'm tearing up like, oh, shit. This is time. Hell, yeah. It worked out. The first thing I said, they laughed, and I was like, all right, I could do this. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. I've always, I, whenever I get it, especially out there, I didn't know what was going to go down or how it was going to go down. And I'm like, all right, this is a big crowd. Just just don't eat a dick, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, cool. All right, fine. And I knew exactly what I was going to do when I get up there. But then Trey Tutson forgot my name. I was like, bitch, uh, what, yeah. you, what, do you, what do you mean you don't know? We hang out and smoke all the time. That's why Not I all the time, but I'm like, <laughs> you, I was just with you the other day. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And I'm like, oh, man. So I had to address that. That needed to be addressed. Mm. And you needed to get that out of the way. But I'm like, I whatever. But it was the perfect thing. It was like it got me comfortable, yeah. and it also had the crowd like, "Ah, bitch, y'all smile," and it's like, "Ah, oh, okay, all right, cool." This way, they're with you. They're <laughs> yeah. with you now. Yeah. They were with me, and I never expect comedy poetry to do well at all whenever I go places. But I mean, this shit's so silly. People are like, "Ah, oh, bitch, that was that was funny." I'm like, "Oh, you like that? That was good. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Just making sure because you know I've." I've actually I've, I've done a whole show. Uh, I, got a, I got an hour special that I ain't never did shit with. That uh, it's it's basically all of that. Uh, the Inquisitor's Observations Comedy Poetry, where I do comedy poetry for an hour. And well, I mean it's comedy and poetry together. So it's like stories of comedic stories, and then that that they give uh, they give they inform about the poem that's about to come. 
So, you know, whenever I do eyebrows or something like that, I, I tell a joke about people having uh, terrible eyebrows and yada, 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 shit like that. Then I go into the poem. And so it, it, I wanted it to have a flow to it. Yeah. But, you know, that, that still took some time to figure that shit out. And, oh, I bet. Yeah, uh, that first special I did. I did not put in enough time because the jokes that I told then, I'm like, oh, this, I told it totally different from how I tell them now. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I, I should have just, I didn't have the time. I was just like, let me get this out. Like, I felt at the time, I just wanted to do my own special. I felt that's what I needed to do, get something that I can produce to people. But I try to do everything myself, try to bow burn them that shit. And I don't have the tools. You had a gimbal on on stage. It's <laughs> like, what the, what am I doing? <laughs> That would be nice if I had one of those front harnesses on with the fucking a camera just watching my face. I'm like, don't mind this. I know y'all can't see me, but this contraption is, is for me at the time. I'm getting crowd work, bitch, for TikTok. <laughs> oh, how long yeah. ago did you record? Oh, before TikTok. Yeah. Before TikTok was the thing. This was uh, just before I left. So maybe six years ago. And when you say you didn't like do anything with it, it's just it's not released anywhere. So you no, could it's still edit it. Yeah, so you could still you you know oh, edit and fuck with these jokes yeah. and make them better. If I know it was recorded. Uh, it's put on a, a Mac. It was saved on a Mac, and I don't have anything Mac. I don't have an iPhone or anything like that. So to be able to use the inf- use the, the the footage that I got, I would have to either get a MacBook or convert that shit. And I'm like, God damn it, this is too much, and I can't do this. And now I got to do this, and I got work in the morning, and I got to think about this. But I want to write something for this because it's in my head, so I got to get it out. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. You know what? I'm gonna just. Whenever things come together to when I don't have to worry about so much that that's when i'm going to get to that i'm assuming because i've had this podcast for three just keeping ahead of the game of how i've been bad i don't try to stress it anymore yeah. like because that can really because i still got to worry about like fuck that's hard enough yeah like why would why would being an adult be so difficult like yeah. why i should just be able to write and tell jokes and not do anything all day it feels like that or it wait feels until like time. being being a creative like we should just have free reign of the world yeah you know? even though i have no fans or following or anyone Ow. that would pay a dollar to see me yeah why would i <laughs> yeah well i should still be able to do whatever the fuck i want 11 11 to 12 years in i'm like oh y'all see me no uh, all right i'm gonna keep pushing i don't know how to get y'all to see me but i'm trying just yeah. jumping look yeah I'm over here. that's me on a normal basis though <laughs> i'm over here in the crowd <laughs> we can't see you Kyle. it's okay i'll uh, i'll stamp up on something i'm gonna write a poem about you bitch yeah <laughs> tall ass bitch <laughs> i definitely have a poem about me not being handicapped just being small <laughs> so <laughs> it is it is uh life's life's tribulations that that you know just it it makes me it makes me humble myself just like hey man just just keep going like the the uh, the the accumulation of fist bumps and good jobs i get you know they 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 outweigh the like the the negativity that i think about in life so it's like oh like that 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 night at the improv uh 
everything felt so amazing. Like I was good for the next two weeks. Yeah. I was I was riding the high for the yeah, next two weeks. I'm I'm good with this. Yeah. 100%. yeah. But now, you know, going to jail and shit. It's just <laughs> <laughs> having to pay lawyers and shit now. It's like, oh. Can oh, I get okay. back up at the improv real quick? <laughs> right. I need a <laughs> I, I need a boost of, of, of just uh some morale or something. Uh, yeah, some serotonin. A little bit. Any bit of happiness. You guys got any Delta 8? <laughs> so upset with Delta 8. God damn it. And you bring Spice back. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to trip. <laughs> Give me some salvia and some mushrooms and see where I go. Bro, one time I was sitting on the couch and my brother, he's like, I'm 10 and he's 20. He starts running from the fucking back to the front door and his pants are falling around his ankles. He's like, the sky is falling. I got to save the world. What? <laughs> What was he on? <laughs> Some kind of spice. Uh, he starts trying to run outside to tell everyone. <laughs> it's like the world's about to end. I oh, have no. to tell them. Oh no! I've had uh, I've had a spice. It was called Yucatan Fire, and I remember this like it was yesterday. Nigga, I smoked this shit by myself on a pallet on the floor that I had made, and in my head after I smoked it, like. Thing, I ain't even do nothing wrong, but I was gonna tell my 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 uh, ex fiance at the time every little thing that I was thinking that I was about to do bad, and I was like, "What? Wait, hold on, bitch! I ain't even do none of this yet, and I'm about to tell all myself on some <laughs> shit that I'm thinking." I'm like, "Fuck no, nigga! I I I, I put that shit down. Uh, I had I still had like half a blunt left. I'm like, nah, I can't. This is ridiculous." Ridiculous. I don't know what's going on, but for some reason, I just want to be truthful about some shit I haven't done yet. Nah, serial. I gave that shit away. I was like, nope, this is a whole bag. I was like, here, homie, you can't, this doesn't pop up on a piss test apparently, but you know what? This had me thinking stupid thoughts, and I, 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 I'm not smoking shit that makes you do shit like that. You ruin your friend's relationship? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. He do, he do coke now, so uh, it's just like, this is different. Uh, and you got me on weed, now you do coke? Uh, Alright, it's because you're in the military which is fine yeah. which is fine do your thing but it's like ah oh, no i'm I'm already chattery and i don't think coke works for me because i was an adhd kid and so apparently it just does what fucking uh adderall does yeah slow you down yeah just like uh i'm just like wow i had i had no clue i've never done coke uh <laughs> me and me and d the other day we did we got a, a friend of ours to be a witness and we did a, a handshake no coke for life Boom. There you no go. For life. Hell right. yeah. I, I'm I'm the same way. Uh basically I, I can't I don't I don't like shit up my nose. So like I don't even like Afrin or nothing like that. And so, you know, the only time I've actually been around Coke is when somebody was like, Hey God, look at this and then bam put their finger in my mouth and I was like, Oh bitch, this tastes like medicine. She like, said, Sorry, that was my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> now try this one. <laughs> so, oh Coke, I like it. <laughs> Give me that pussy again. It probably tastes better. <laughs> it tastes better than the Coke. It definitely tastes better than the Coke. Oh shit. That's that's hilarious. All right. Before before we go, I've always I always like to I gotta play a game of choices with everybody that comes on for the first time. So you got uh you got four options and four choices. Right? You you get the B one, you you got a B one, raise one and your options are Mer B one, raise one, sell one, fuck one. How you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> 
what the fuck? <laughs> I thought the comedy poetry was unique, but you <laughs> want me to one... fuck a manatee? Is that what you're asking me? How do you go? <laughs> How do you go about it? What Hold is on. a mogwai? I'm going gonna... oh, to show you. I'm going to mm-hmm. show you in a second. <laughs> Let me show you. It's like, I've yeah. heard the term. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, 25. Right. Okay. That's why. That's it. It's, <laughs> is it an animal? It's a... Uh... Is it an animal? Get the fuck out of here, dude. I, that is amazing that you pulled that job just now. Fucking animals. They're from uh, Goosebumps. <laughs> I, I read about them in the boxcar is. children. The boxcar. <laughs> oh no, that is not it at all. Hold on, I, I can't spell Mogwai. Mm-mm-mm. Raise one, be one, park one. Yeah, be one, raise one. B one, sell one, sell one. Yeah, that's a that's oh, a mock line. Yeah, that's okay. Gizmo. This Gizmo is exactly why not. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a fucking gremlin. Yes. All right. Yes. I, I don't know why I just don't say gremlin. Oh, because okay. they're M's. That's. <laughs> I put when I should explain it. I should explain it by saying a gremlin. Before it's a gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you feed. To, what you feed after dark. Yeah. B one, raise one, sell one, fuck sell one, sell one, fuck one. <laughs> Son of a bitch! All right, give me my options again. Uh, mermaid, Mer- Maguire, Mexican, and then a manatee. Uh, I'm gonna raise a mermaid. I'm gonna be a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck a mermaid. <laughs> Did I already say mermaid? Wait, you said mermaid. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck the mermaid, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise the manatee. Okay, you're a Mexican. You're gonna fuck the mermaid. You're gonna raise the manatee. You're gonna sell the magua. Sell the magua. I don't want it. There you go. Yeah, that, that seems works. like the smart plan. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it to my friend like that spice. <laughs> Smoke the spice and raise <laughs> the fucking magua. <laughs> don't let the world in. Dude doesn't wake up tomorrow. <laughs> You didn't give him instructions. You just gave him spice and a mogwai. Here you got it. This spice comes with instructions on the back, but that mogwai, I have no idea. It's just fucking. I picked the mermaid. You get the mogwai. <laughs> yeah. And everybody always wonders uh, when it comes to fucking a mermaid. And it's like, how you? What, what type of mermaid? Any type of mermaid you want. Any type of mermaid. You can have the bottom down mermaid. You got a Jason Momoa mermaid. You know, you can have the splash from the Disney Channel mermaid. It doesn't matter. Whichever one you want. Or the, the, the Tom Hanks splash mermaid. I, I think that's what it's called. It might be a deep cut right there. I want the like Greek siren mermaid that will kill you after she fucks you. <laughs> I think that would be a good one for me. <laughs> Take me out while I'm riding that high. <laughs> Like, oh, I finally found a beautiful girl out here in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not drowning yet. Yeah, I had sepsis in my leg, but. <laughs> that, that definitely works. Like, I mean, they were the most beautiful as well. Like, just a siren out there. I've actually seen Love, Death, and Robots. And one of those, uh, they have an episode on one of those. To where uh, basically she was like a, a a Bollywood Indian mermaid mer creature of the water. She had like gold scales on her. Wow. Yeah, and she I would sing fuck a song. This of oh, her. oh, it was she was sexy. I mean, but she would she would lure like 
fucking shipmates and shit and and they would fucking drown because they would just keep trying to walk for her scales and one of them actually caught her and ripped her scales off and shit and she started bleeding everywhere and then after that i think she killed him you know as long as oh he was deaf that's what it was he couldn't hear the sirens are we ableist again are we being able (laughs) (laughs) i bet it was an actor pretending to be deaf well, I'm pretty sure because uh, it was it, it was one of the 3D 3D kinds, and but you know they have to put the. I'm pretty sure the guy that was was pantomiming the the avatar of the person. I'm pretty sure he might have been uh, not able to hear, uh, possibly. possibly. <laughs> the director speaking American Sign Language from across yeah. the room, giving out instructions. Cut. Just cut. Just. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not gonna work. Can you hear me? I mean, you see me talking to you. Just give I mean. him the light. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. shit! Oh well. Hell yeah, Dylan. Dude, like once it gets some, but we're good. It, it came towards the end, man.